Hey, you're listening to The Treehouse Storyteller. Meet me in the treehouse for God-shaped storytelling. Treehouse Storyteller is where we can come together as messy parents seeking Jesus together and raising kids to love him too. If you aren't scared of addressing cultural issues head on and finding a deeper understanding of the biblical worldview to share with your children, then you've come to the right place. I'm not afraid to be transparent and tell all of the juicy details Our children are being chased by the world, and it is our job to be well-equipped and know not only how to lead our flock, but successfully send our arrows out into the world one day to build the kingdom. So snuggle up by the fire or soak up the sunshine with those earbuds in and meet me in the treehouse for some biblical storytelling. Hey guys, welcome back to the Treehouse Storyteller. Thank you so much for joining us for our second season in the Treehouse. It's going to be a great season, but be sure to circle back to some of our foundational episodes in season one. Today's episode features a very important guest, Trent Talbot. He is the CEO and founder of conservative Christian publishing company, Brave Books. Guys, if you have not heard of Brave Books, You will today know a lot about Brave Books. I'm so excited to share them with you. After the birth of his first child, his eyes were open to the progressive content downpouring on his daughter's generation. He couldn't shake the idea that something had to be done and that it could start with him. He took a giant leap and quit his day job uh, to start the company he swept the nation with, Pro God pro-America children's content for the past two years. So without further ado, welcome to the Treehouse Storyteller, Trent Talbot. Hey, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I'm thrilled to be talking with you and just knew when I met some of your staff at NRB uh, back in, what was that? May, I think, that this would be such an exciting interview to have with you. I love Brave Books. I love your story and clearly appreciate your heart behind all of it. So first, I'd love to hear your story from your perspective on this giant career shift that you made and why you are doing what you're doing today. Yeah. Well, it it really starts with being saved. I was was, a Happily practicing ophthalmologist, just sort of lost in my world, <laughs> single, just being <laughs> kind of crazy, and what? And then I, I got saved. I, I, um, well, yeah, just I, I'll tell you my testimony. I, um, I met some, just met some guys who lived their life, you know, according to the word, and they, they were the first people that I met that thought the Bible was inerrant, and and they sort of lived their life. <laughs> Um, following the word of God and, and, and they were the people that I respected most, um, up, up to that point. And so it just, it's sort of, I went, I, and up until then I was like 32, I thought Christianity was foolish. And, and I, I thought that mm. for a while. And, uh, but then that sort of led me to just opening up the Bible and started starting to read. And, and by the end of it, I believe that Jesus was who he said he was. And, and, that really was the start of it all. That started to change things. And then very shortly after that, I met the woman who's now my wife, Bethany, and we got married mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, within five months, we were married. And then very soon wow. she got pregnant. And then Charlotte, Charlotte was born in the summer of 2020. And summer of 2020 was like, 
you know, there was a lot going on. (laughs) Yeah. That was was peak COVID. Um, It was like when she was born, Anti-Racist Baby was the number one book on Amazon that Uh Cuties came out on Netflix. And I saw the trailer for that when I was holding her in my arms. Actually, she was two weeks old. Saw the trailer and I was just like gross out of my mind. Um, when she was three weeks old, my business partner, my best friend, his nine-year-old daughter was gifted, gifted a, um, a Nancy, the latest Nancy Drew book, which had a trans character in it. And it was just like one thing after the other in the first month of her life. And so, yeah, I, that just sort of, for whatever, something popped in my head for like a, a book company that, that was, that just was never going to go that direction that parents Mm -hmm. could trust you know, their kids' imaginations. And, and, and so decided to quit, quit doing cataract surgery, which is basically what I did and, and, um, started Brave Books. And we, we launched, started it in like January, 2021, launched in July, 2021. So we're, we're, we're still a baby, two years old. You guys are doing phenomenal though. I mean, it's, it's awesome. At least from my perspective, where I stand, you guys are out there and, and, getting in the right hands. I think it's incredible. Yeah. We're, we're making waves and, and yeah, the Lord's blessed our company without a doubt in so many different ways. I mean, we've got an incredible team here and, and we had never done this. We, we had never written obviously children's books before we had never done, you know, websites and fulfillment and customer service. Cause our model is way different than the traditional publishing model. The traditional publishing model is not, it's not the hardest thing in the world, really. Like you, you hire an author, you edit their stuff, and then you hire a PR company and then they promote it. And then mm-hmm. you, you upload the files to like Amazon or Ingram and then they take care of the, yeah. it's not, but we're the way we're doing it, it's hard because we, we have mm-hmm. a subscription model and we do all of our own fulfillment, mm-hmm. all of our own customer service. We, we really don't sell through Amazon or Ingram or Barnes and Noble. It's, we do it all ourselves. So we do our own PR, our own marketing. So it's been an absolute, yep journey of learning We've yeah. learned a lot yeah. and uh yeah, I bet. yeah but it's been it's been really cool yeah i i don't know if you know this about me or not but i self-published uh my first book a couple years ago and so i'm right there with you of like i did everything <laughs> i was all the departments <laughs> so i i understand that uphill you're just learning things as you go and uh, one thing that you guys do kind of different is you're kind of using um, different spokespeople. Um, Kirk Cameron is one of you know the the big guys, uh, the go tos, um, and he's had you know he's kind of at least from a consumer of Brave Books, he seems to be kind of on that like front lead. How was that process of like okay? let's, let's get these guys on board. Like, was that challenging? I mean, I, I follow him enough to go like, that had to have been an easy choice for him to be like, heck yeah, I'm going to stand behind this. But was that kind of a challenging part? And yeah, no, it was, it, it, it it really was because, you know, we started off a little bit more on the political side, like our first six or seven books and, Mm -hmm. and, that's not really his brand. You know, he's Christian first mm-hmm. and really that's what we are. Um, mm-hmm. But he was a little hesitant to, to do it. And then even once he signed on, you know, I think he was hesitant to go all in. Uh, but mm-hmm. then we got to know each other, you know, really well, him and 
me and our team and and we just sort of fell in love with each other <laughs> like like That's yeah cool. we've we've just we've had a blast together and and we've taken down some goliaths you know like the ALA and, yeah. and libraries and we're really just getting started on, on I think all that we're going to do together. You know, we just got a really great relationship. So, um, and, and there's a lot of trust built up between us now. And so I feel like, like, you know, he brings so much to the table. He brings trust and he's a celebrity. So he brings attention. And then, you know, we, we're like, we're like behind the scenes, you know, um, doing all the grunt work and, and, and mm-hmm. yeah, so it's been a really good relationship, but yeah, to, to get started, you know, nobody knew who we were. Right. So it started with just some cold emails out to different influencers and Ashley St. Clair responded mm-hmm. and she was like, I love this idea. I'm going to get behind it. I want to do the first book. And so she did. We, our first book was elephants, not birds on gender, gender. You got it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. It's, an icon- it's like an iconic book at this point. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. And, and, and then she connected us with like Jack Posobiec and all sorts of people, Elizabeth Johnson and, and really got our foot in the door. And then, and then, yeah, it's just sort of been a snowball effect since then. That's really awesome. So for listeners that maybe don't know Brave yeah. Books, which you're crazy, you need to, but maybe they haven't uh, heard of Brave Books, kind of explain, do you want to go yeah. into some of the opposition and the, the, well, maybe first just give us a rundown of Brave Books of your heart. And then I'd love to hear about the crazy opposition that, you know, Kirk Cameron, is, as well as other people on your team have faced with the library stuff and, you know, what really is going on? Because some parents might be in the dark and not realize that that stuff is happening. Yeah. So well, Brave Books, we are we're a Christian conservative publishing company that makes children's books and our vision for the future is that when Christian conservative parents or grandparents, when they, when their kids hit three to four years old, they start their freedom Island book club subscription and they get mm-hmm. the very first book, elephants, not birds. Um, and then they get a new book every single month. And each book takes place in this universe that we've created, um, on an Island called freedom Island. And it follows team brave, which is the main cast cast of characters, Bongo, Rebel, Asher, Valor, and Eva. Uh, and then there's villains <laughs> like Culture the Vulture, Blackheart. Mm-hmm. My daughter's obsessed with Blackheart. Like everything. <laughs> she wants to, she's, uh, it's just, it's hilarious. It, our, her, her, her birthday, her th- three-year-old birthday party, um, it was Blackheart themed. So we had a Blackheart cake and we had <laughs> my brother dressed up as Blackheart. Um, and yeah, I don't oh, know why funny. she likes the bad guy, the main villain. But <laughs> that's, that should concern you for later. Make sure your gun's clean. Right. Um, so, so yeah, it's just fun. Like we want to build a, we're, we're building a world that, well, sorry, let me, let me just backtrack. They get a, a picture book once a month for 50 months, so a little over four years. So the time they're three to four to like they're eight. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and then when they turn eight, the subscription switches to two chapter books a month. One's going to be a little okay. bit more graphic heavy. One's going to be text heavy. And then that will last like five years. And so from the time okay. they're three to four to the time they're like 13. Okay. And then that's awesome. And, and they're, they're just growing up in this world and they're falling in love with the characters. They're falling in love with the world, the stories, the characters, the topics, 
they age with the kids, you know, in an age appropriate way. And the purpose is we want to equip our children with a solid moral foundation of truth that then prepares them for going out into the world. And so we cover yeah. a lot of topics that um, that they're going to hear out there, you know, that, mm-hmm. and that we as Christian conservative parents, you know, we want to have our, have conversations with our kids beforehand. And yeah. the problem is, so think of like gender reality, um, yeah. uh, the sanctity of life, mm-hmm. you know, honesty, whatever, whatever it is, whatever, whatever things they're going to hear out there. We want to have those topics beforehand with our kids. But yep. how do you have those sort of complex topics with a four-year-old? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. well, well, you don't have it at the conceptual level. You don't talk to them like they're 25. You know, you talk to them. Right. You, te- you tell them a story. You tell them a story that they fall yeah. in love with. And you yeah. use the story to then have a deep, open up a deeper conversation. And so that's how our books are yeah. designed. Stories first, typically like... 16 to 18 spreads, really fun, really fun stories, um, mm-hmm. fun characters. And then after that, we have what we call the Brave Challenge, which are the games and discussion questions that are meant to bring the family together. Everybody everybody gets off their phone, come sit in the living room, read a story, and then play some games and talk about it. And what we want is to help parents pass on the values that they believe that they hold dear to their children as opposed to what's currently happening which is you know they're getting they're getting a lot of their values from social media entertainment their schools we want it to come from the parents we want to put the the parents on the pedestal of like being the resource that kids can turn to and just like start that routine at an early age, right? Start that habit of kids getting that, getting their worldview from yeah. their parents, not yeah, these other absolutely. folks. Because we don't want that. Yeah, no, yeah. that is so important. And that's a lot of what I do, especially on this podcast, is I'm constantly trying to steer parents toward resources like Brave Books of like, hey, here is an amazing way to teach your kids these values and what is so important. And the world is constantly going to be hitting with hitting them with, you know, the opposite viewpoint. And we have to be equipped and stand firm against that and be brave, uh, hence the name to, you know, not back down. And to really, I think a, a lot of times when parents back down is because they don't necessarily have their anchor completely locked in. Um, and maybe with you being a fairly newer Christian, you might be able to wrap your head around that of like, yeah, if I, you know, if I was 20 something and not a believer, I might be swayed by some of this myself too, if you didn't have the conviction of the Bible. I mean, I don't was at all. I mean, they, they had me, I was like, I was all mm. bought in on all the lies of the yeah. world, you know? So I, I fell victim to it and, and, it wasn't fun. I, I did a lot of stupid <laughs> stuff for a long time. I was just like spinning my wheels, you know? And, um, but yeah, life is so much better when you, yeah. when you know truth. Yeah. And we want to pass that down to our kids and so that they yes. can, they can stand firm. Cause I don't think it's going to get easier. I think it's only going to get harder. <laughs> At least the, the way the headlines look, it just, it doesn't look like it's, uh, 
the controversy and the struggle is just going to end overnight here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So you mentioned a couple, um, but just so parents are aware, I'm going to shoot out some of these titles here. If I can read my notes, cause they're really tiny here. Okay. So here are some of the books that you're going to find at your local library or at Target or Barnes and Noble that are going to be like right on the front. Uh, Love Makes a Family. Uh, Help Mom. There are liberals under my bed. It's kind of a sarcastic title. It's only okay to be a unicorn. It's okay to be a unicorn. Sorry. I Am Me, a book of authenticity. All kinds of families. Uh, whoever you are, we are the rainbow, Stella and the family. She's got, uh, two daddies on the cover, um, families can, and you mentioned, um, which one did you say that you found right when your daughter was, yes, anti-racist baby. Okay. So these are (laughs) coming at your kids like everywhere. And we play a game. I've got a 13 year old who's uh <laughs> my son who's who's quite bold himself um i have to kind of help him tame down sometimes and then my daughter is 10 and i have a 4 year old daughter as well and so when we go to the library or bookstore we kind of play this game that maybe we shouldn't but we hide some of these titles when we see them and make them just disappear for a week or two um and uh my son actually hid several brand new titles, which I don't even think were on this list that seemed even worse than these um, under a couch when we were at the library last week. And then I found out the library is actually being renovated. So they're going to find those under the couch. (laughs) Like, well, that's fun. (laughs) But anyways, I mean, what do you have to say about these books? I mean, your books obviously are full swing in contrast to all of these titles, but like, I mean, some parents might look at these and be like, oh, they're fine. They're just introducing them to topics. But like, when you mention age appropriateness, like, what do you have to say about this? I mean, this has to make your blood boil to hear all these titles. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's, it's absolutely insane. Um, We're, we've been looking at, um, oh, gosh, I'm drawing it. Drawing a blank on the name. There's a website that that gets reviews from kids, book reviews from, okay. from kids. And there's, oh man, I, I gotta I gotta get that. Um, I'll I'll get it to you after the show. You can write yeah. like drop in the show notes or something. But anyway, there's like review after review from these kids that are saying that a lot of these books have been the reason that they are mm. turning trans or that they came out as gay, and it's like. Yes, like stories mm-hmm. are powerful. Stories shape us because they just tap into our imaginations yeah. in a powerful way. I think I think books are p- more powerful mm. than TV, uh, maybe even social media. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's a real problem. And and you, you didn't touch on like the sexually no, graphic content. That's, I didn't even go there. <laughs> I mean, just like we ha- have to protect our kids' innocence. Like it's so important. Once. Once their innocence is tarnished, there's it, it. I feel it creates a separation from the parent and the kid, and, and the kids no longer they they start 
I, I can't really put it into words. It's just like a feeling I have that when, when kids are exposed to that, it does something to them. It like, it sexualizes them basically. And when, when some, when a human is sexualized, that they, they can't have the same relationship that they have with their parents. There's like a, they don't, trust them the same you know and in that well, there, i think there's makes, shame there's like a wall yes, of shame yeah. that divides you and then there's a separation and it makes them vulnerable to all sorts of stuff i feel i i feel that and probably not i'm probably not the best at articulating that stuff but but anyway um yeah it's a real real problem and and yeah we're we're you know so We've been fighting the libraries for the past um, six months or so with Kirk. And it's actually been longer than that. It started in December. So, yeah, nine months. And um, and that's been our main thing. You know, we took on the ALA, the libraries. We we had 10,000 people show up at libraries across the country on August 5th at our, our first annual seat at the library day. Um, but but really what, what we're where we're going to shift our attention is trying to go at the head of the snake you know what what we really we really think that the source of this is is a company that you know we all probably loved i know i loved them when i was a kid their book fairs but it's scholastic you know scholastic Mm. is the company that gets these books into into the libraries they're the they dominate children's book distribution like they almost Uh. have and so they're the ones there that are picking out which books go where and, and, you know, and. Wow. I didn't realize that. I didn't think, I haven't thought that far ahead that they'd be the ones getting them there. Yeah. Yeah. They're the ones that provide the catalogs and, and make the mm-hmm. recommendations. You know, the librarians, they're not going to go through a thousand books. So Scholastic sort of basically decides, you know, sure. which, which books are going to, going to be put in libraries and schools and, 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 you know, they make their money through their book fairs and we want to go after, we want to go after that. We, we, wow. we're, we're coming out with brave book fairs. Um, Yay. That's incredible. The next couple of weeks. And, and yeah, we're going to, we're going to provide an alternative for, for, for schools. You know, I, I think private schools are going to love, love brave book fairs, mm-hmm. public schools in red areas, um, homeschool co-ops, things like that. And, yeah. you, you know, just because those book fairs are fun. Like I loved mm-hmm. them when I was a kid and, mm-hmm. and, but, but it's not, you know, so, so it's like, it, it's a awesome way for kids to fall in love with reading and get excited about reading. Um, but we have to be able to trust what's in those book fairs. And right now Absolutely. you can't, you can, you're crazy if you let your kid go to a scholastic book fair because like half the books in there will, you know, be teaching, be promoting some bad ideas. And so, yeah, we're creating an alternative and the way we do things, we just, we don't just try to like copy, you know, <laughs> like, like if we, that's just not in our DNA, you know, we, we're not just making, um, you know, children's books that are Christian, like we're doing something big, you know, we're creating a big universe, a whole new way of doing, of publishing books. And we're going to do the same thing with book fairs where it's going to be an absolute experience that kids remember for the rest of their lives. And we're going to blow Scholastic's out of the water when it comes to, when it comes to the experience. And, um, yeah, I'm super excited. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's like the next, the next wave of brave We're because like we're supported right now, with with just 
really awesome Christian conservative parents who care a lot about mm-hmm. their kids. But there's a lot of kids out there who, you know, whose parents just are too busy, who aren't, you know, aren't on social. Maybe they don't hear about us or maybe they don't yeah. really understand that it's a problem. And those kids deserve great books that are wholesome and, and build their morality in a positive way, you know, just as much as kids with great parents. So, so we really want to take yeah, five right. schools. That's awesome. I love that so much. I'm really excited. Okay. Talk to me about elephants are not birds. So people get a taste of yeah. this story because it's one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah. So it's about an elephant named Kevin and Kevin, you know, the <laughs> elephants, uh, he lives in a town called Tokatok and, and the elephants are responsible for carrying the carts all around. So they're like the truck drivers <laughs> of, of the town. And he doesn't like it too much. He's like, he's kind of over it. And But he loves to sing. So while he's carrying his carts, he'll be singing. And he's like, mm-hmm. like oh, I wish I could just sing instead of, instead of carrying these stupid carts around. <laughs> and, uh, and this vulture named Culture culture the vulture <laughs> so <laughs> clever here's uh here's him singing and he sees an opportunity and he's like hey kevin you know you sing so well surely oh surely you must be a bird and mm-hmm. kevin's like really you know he loves the idea he loves the idea of not having to carry, carry stuff around flying around mm-hmm. singing and so he 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 like buys in and he and so the vulture gives him some beak and some wink or a beak and some wings mm-hmm. and Kevin, you know, he tries to peck seeds. He has a hard time. He tries to sit in the <laughs> nest, breaks the nest, but eventually he, he decides he's going to climb to the top of the great white pine and fly. And, uh, it doesn't go too well for him. <laughs> <laughs> he crashes pretty hard. Um, but he ends up saving the day because that pine catches on fire and he ends up, um, using his trunk to put the fire out and Mm. everybody, you know, he's like the town hero and he learns that he learns to embrace his elephantness and that, you know, he was created, he was created an elephant and that's what, that's, that's where he's best, you know, at. And, but that doesn't mean he can't sing. That doesn't mean, you know, he can't sing while he's carrying carts. Um, And so it, yeah, (laughs) he ends up telling the, the, he's a zip it culture, you know, (laughs) <laughs> and, that's my favorite page. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, Trent. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for walking us through that. Guys, you have to go to Brave Books. Where can my listeners find you guys? Bravebooks.com. That's the place. And and yeah, we're a subscription model. You can buy them one off, but we think the best experience and that will deliver the most the most value, you know, for the next 50 years of your kid's life will, will be the subscription. We're, we're going to take them on an awesome journey and a journey that we pray will, will be with them for, for the, for their whole lives. And, and um, yeah, so breakbooks.com. All right. I ask all of my guests this question in one way or another, um, but what are, and I feel like you've covered this a little bit so we can repeat it, but what are your top values you want to encourage other parents listening to make sure we're passing down to our next generation. Mm. Gratitude. <clears throat> um, I mean, we have to teach our kids the gospel, so mm-hmm. it's not really a value, mm-hmm. but but it's just true. Yep. It's so important. Um, 
hard work. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's starting to be obsolete these days. <laughs> the whole hard work thing. Yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't have to do that. Um, honesty. Yeah. Those are, mm-hmm. those would probably be my, my big ones. That's awesome. Yeah. I've got like, we've got 26 titles so far, so it's a lot to choose from, but those, those are my, I mean, I, I just, as I get older, I just, the gratitude is, I just think it's so important. You know, when I, when I, when I stop being grateful for, I mean, I, I, I have every reason just to, I should never have a bad day because of everything that, you know, the Lord's done in my life. And, and, but I still, you know, I'll still forget. And, and it's, it's whenever I, I, I forget to be grateful and I get prideful that my life starts to go a little sideways. And then, and then the cure is just always just to be grateful. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm just on a, I'm on a gratitude kick right now. <laughs> That's a good kick to be on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good kick to stay on as well. So no, that's, that's really good. That's awesome. Trent, thank you so much for being on the Treehouse Storyteller podcast. I enjoyed getting here to hear the heart uh, behind such amazing children's books. And I know this will ignite and encourage my listeners so much. Uh, be sure to check out the show notes to connect with Trent and support Brave Books. I promise you guys will not be disappointed. So do you have any, any final, final thoughts with us, Trent? Oh, not really. Just really appreciate, appreciate you having me on and, and you appreciate yeah. all the, all the parents out there who, you know, if you're already supporting Brave Books, we, we love you and we're thankful. And if you're not, yeah, would love a chance to, to earn your trust and, and, um, yeah, tell some great stories and, and to, for, for you to use Brave Books as a tool to, to have some, some of these important conversations. That's awesome. Thanks, Trent. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you, Anna. Wait, before you go, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Facebook or Instagram at the Treehouse Storyteller so we can stay connected. Head on over to the treehousestoryteller.com for more products, artwork, photography, and encouragement. See you next time.